it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it Hard time's calling for your long trots You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind It's kinda crazy, babe How I remember things like what you paid for, which is basically nothing. I ordered Chinese rice, got wings on the side. You said you weren't hungry, now you want some of mine. You made it clear to me, you didn't want to eat. Love made me share a wing, but now I see. You had tricks up your sleeve, you really just lied to me. I even heard it from your family. How could you let me order what's on my plate? How could you say yes when I asked if you ate? How could you look at my plate of food meant for me? How could you, how could you just help yourself to... I have to think of the end of that. (laughs) Whoa! If only Sadiq was here so I could ask him who sang that song. Some of you may already know. Some of you might be at the tip of your tongue, but you're like, oh, I recognise that. I recognise Mario, the one that sang, um, oh, baby, you, oh, you got what I need. Well, he wasn't the first one to sing that, obviously. But um, yeah, it was Mario. Um, How could you let somebody lay where I lay? How could you teach him other things that we ain't? How could you do him all the things that you used to tell me? How could you, how could you just forget about? How could you teach him all the things I taught you? How could you put him onto the ghetto Kama Sutra? That is the bit that makes me laugh the most. And as well as, how could you put me in the back and give him the front seat? How could you, how could you just forget about me? Mario, how could you? But that's the bit that makes me laugh. Like, how could you put him onto the Ghetto Kama Sutra? Like, how do you know, Mario, what sex positions that they're doing? Like, the relationship has been done. She's with somebody else. She's, you know, doing footpon shoulder. She's doing all of these things. She's doing wheelbarrow. And then you've come along and you've gone, oh, I taught her those moves. Why is she doing? I just imagine him like crawling out from underneath the bed and being like, how could you put him onto the ghetto Kama Sutra? Like, you sh- what is your business go and f- go go away go away how could you put him in the back and um, how could you put me in the back and give him the front seat because we're no longer together what what is this behavior what is this behavior mario so um that's an absolute banger like i really really enjoy that song i had it on repeat the other day just because oh i love those kind of auto-tuny those r&b vibes from like the noughties yeah they, they oh Oh, the good old days, the good old days before um, just whatever it is that we have now. Uh, So it is me, Kalechi, in the place to be. Yeah. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. This week, Sadiq is not here, but actually, what's funny is that he was here earlier. So I've just, uh, I ran a 13, I did a half marathon this morning, 13.1 miles. The 0.1 matters because the last time that I ran it, because I didn't do the 0.1 bit or my phone didn't log it or whatever, um... I didn't register it as the half marathon and it pissed me off. I knew I ran it, but I wanted the phone to say that I ran it. So um, I just needed to do something for myself this week. Like, oh, it's been a shit show of a week. Horrible, horrible week. Fucking hell. But we move and I'm just grateful that I'm here. I'm alive and I'm, you know ever blessed ever blessed um so yeah Sadiq was here earlier and we we're gonna start recording after I literally as I was walking home from the um 13 mile run and then I we come inside and see that Lev is actually taking a nap and you as you all know Lev runs things so we couldn't record and Sadiq is not the kind of person that just likes to wait around so he was like well girl gots to go gots to go so he left um but he'll be here. We'll figure it out next week, especially because they're talking about now no mixing of households and all of this higgy hagar. So we're going to figure out another way to record. But you can't tell me what to do. I'll do what I like. Um, yeah. So it's just been a really, really tough week on on a number of levels. I don't can't even count how many times I've cried. I'm just so exhausted. But I understand that. God is in control of everything. And I'm a baby girl with supreme powers in this physical realm. And I just keep using them, just rest and re-up and then use the powers again. That's, that's, you know, what I'm here to do basically. But yeah, it's, it's been tough. So I needed that run for a win. I needed to win. I needed something to feel like I'm winning because a lot of these things that appear like people are winning are just optical illusions. Like I did a, um, a little thing, uh, last week, um, some kind of collaboration. They reached out to me. Oh my God, we love what you do. We love your studio. We love rare, 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 rare. Only then to turn around and be like, and when they arrive to come and do stuff at the studio, Oh my God, it's Paul poll this is what gets me about a lot of these fucking white run organizations these corporations these fucking cunts these pricks they all um reach out to you oh my god we love what you do and we'd love to showcase it and then try to water you down but the main thing that I had an issue with, like those of you who've seen my pictures and you know me, you know that I don't have big breasts, right? I, like I, my boobs are small. But um, so from when they've now gone, oh my God, you've got a poll, you teach poll um, in the studio. Oh no, we can't have any poll in this campaign. We can't, we can't be doing that. It's too sexual. So I had on um, an outfit. So they were like, oh, well, let's try and do something else then that still incorporates the studio in some way. So we're trying out various things. And then they keep coming back with, oh no, it still just feels too sexual. It just still feels too sexual. And that really aggravated me being in a room of like um, men primarily. And then it was like one black woman and you'd expect that the black woman would be like, rah, um, what's all this fuck shit? But you know, like some people just want to keep their jobs and sometimes they don't even clock the fuckery themselves because they've internalized it. So they don't see it. So, um, 
I've got a necklace on that's got the Kolechnikov logo, right? Remember that. I've got the necklace on that's got the Kolechnikov logo. And then she comes to me and she's like, oh, why don't you pop on your hoodie that's got your logo on it? We just want to get a picture with you wearing a hoodie with your logo. I was like, the necklace has my logo. Like, just say what you want to say with your chest. But you as another black woman to try to come on that tip, I just think it's, it's just wild and mad. But I got through it, did what needed to be done. And I just, yeah. I have nothing else to say about that, to be honest. But um, yeah, I'm here. I'm here and I continue to persevere. And I hope that Mario tune brightened your Monday or whenever you're listening to this. Um, Big up this week's show sponsors, Skillshare and uh, We Are Wild. Thank you for supporting the show. Let me get straight then into the tarot and I'll talk about those um, two sponsors later on. Tarot this week, I said, what is it, Spirit, that somebody needs to really, really hear? What do they need to hear to keep them going? Because I know that I needed a word as well to keep me going and it was um it's beautiful so the card that came out first um from the kaleidoscope deck by crystal banner is the page of wands in um reverse you're not a small boy you're not a small girl you're not a small baby non-binary stop playing small stop acting like you aren't aware of the power that you hold like you are divining you are powerful no matter what kind of organizations or corporations i'm shuffling the um spiritual seasoning from the soul uh, card deck by the way no matter what external forces would have you believe about um, your autonomy and your place in the world you need to understand that you are divine you are supreme and there's no fucking body that can be fucking with you like stop playing small stop stop um letting everyone have authority over your life and how it runs i say that because the next card is the moon card and so i think that the moon comes out here again to stress that point like your intuition is so powerful and you know your way through the dark you know how to get through a lot of this but it's because i guess we've been taught to not trust our power and to not trust our divinity that we we kind of give that power over to other people it's about you have to take your power back you have to remember that you are intuitively um you know strong you those gut feelings that you claim that you have um use them use them and i think that some people they they are aware of these um skills that they have and they are aware of these powers that they have and they're very very happy to use it for everybody else but in their own personal life it's not the same energy. It's not the same energy. They, it, it's, and I, and I feel that sometimes, you know, like I'm the kind of person, like everyone sees me out in the world, like the, my public facing role, I guess, on my face that, you know, like everyone sees on my persona. They're like, oh, she's a go-getter. She's so fiery. She's so fiery. Those who actually know me, like who are very, very like close to me, which isn't very many people. I'm pretty much a softie I just I just chill a lot of the time until you piss me off until it gets to that point where I have to like done your dance I'm pretty chilled you know and I let like just you know let people do their thing really but um this week has felt like the week that I needed to kind of like while out on family and friends like I had to kind of show up as that fire um energy that I know that I possess I had to show up as that um high priestess which is interesting because the high priestess is at the bottom of the deck of um that i'm you know pulling from i had to show up in my power because 
you can't just have all of this energy for the um, things that are happening in the outside world. We've got to keep the same energy with our friends. We've got to keep the same energy with our family because boundaries are important. And then that's when the double consciousness starts to take place where the person that you are outside is not the person that you are inside and, um, you know, in and around your um, friends and family. So it doesn't marry. You have to give people sometimes the same energy because the same madness that people have outside. Sometimes you'll find that you're, you're the people that are around you as well. They also have the same madness and you need to pattern them up. You need to pattern them up one time and let them know, like, if you think you're mad, I'll show you that I'm rascal art madder. Yeah. And, you know, eventually you see that everyone circles, everyone circles, because especially, you know, if you grow up with people and things like that, you just think you can run things that actually can't run at all. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's important to kind of, be aware of that, like be intuitively strong, um, not just for the services that you give to other people, but for yourself as well, like show up for yourself the, the same way that you show up for other people, the same guidance that we see that we can give our friends and um, those around us, we should be open to um, following similar guidance ourselves. you know, um, it's important. The next card is the judgment card, because again, it's stressing that point, like, where you're going is great. Where you're going is higher um, than you imagine. Your calling is greater than you imagine. And so for that reason, bad habits that you have now in terms of wanting to play, you know, perpetually small all of the time, because, you know, we're still ro rolling with this script of, oh, my wounded inner child and all of this happened to me. And yes, all of those things happened. And yes, they were fucking horrible and they did make an impact. But the fact of the matter is that you have worked through those issues enough now. You've worked through those wounds enough now um, to be able to go forward and trust yourself that you are going on the right path. You don't have to keep looking back. Am I sure? Am I going the right way? You're going the fucking right way. Keep going. Going. keep going because if if should you end up out of alignment you are so um, much more aware of signs and synchronicities now that if you were to slightly end up out of uh, alignment you know that you'll be shifted the fuck back on very very swiftly so just trust in that a bit more yes you'll keep working through all of these things because the trauma doesn't just stop the impact doesn't just stop but what my point is that you have worked through them enough now to be able to trust that you know the path that you've chosen to take stop second guessing yourself that's why the trumpet is sounding because the time for your calling that, you know, some of the things that you need to um, achieve and accomplish, the time is coming. The time is pretty much here now. So there's no time for second guessing yourself because the fact is you need to step up to the plate and get ready to bat this motherfucker out of the park. So that is that message. And I'm from the spirit, uh, uh, spiritual seasoning for the soul. Oh, we've got number 33. I love a 33. Every vibe eventually finds a tribe. Oh, that is a message. That is a message. Every vibe eventually finds a tribe. So I've talked about it before, and I'm sure I mentioned it maybe last week as well. Like, I've always felt like a loner. Um, like, I'm very sociable, and, you know, I, I'm in all the places that I need to be, and I have been that way throughout school and everything else. But I've always been the kind of person that even when I'm around people, I'm, I see myself kind of, like, observing the thing. Or um, if I find that the attention is on me, I, 
I'm very good at switching it on and entertaining people and charming people while just being very aware of how not engaged I am with what's currently happening. Um, because I, I keep myself aggressively to myself. Like my friends can testify to that. Like I, I don't share too much. Like I'm, I, I can, I'm even very good at just talking about making me work and like very, um, trivial things but to talk to the people about my personal stuff no I don't because I still feel like I am finding my tribe obviously I've got my bestie who um I speak to about um most things but even then this week I was just like "Mm, mm -mm, no I'm all right so I kind of close in on myself when um things feel extremely um stressful and this was kind of like the reminder that I feel like I need as well that every vibe eventually does find a tribe like the person I'm growing into being um and I see it a lot also with my astrological placements that I'm the kind of person that will find um more of my um you know really really good relationships and close friends you know in that sense I'll find later on in life because there's still more growing that I need to do and there are still more boundaries that I need to get better at um asserting and things like that so I'm open to that and I look forward to that. I look forward to meeting more people that I kind of gel with in that way that I feel comfortable being around. Um, That's not necessarily like I've, you know, that's not necessarily saying anything bad mind about the people that I know now. But, you know, there are sometimes when people interact with me and I see them even like making, for instance, even my birthday about themselves um, or like, um, always feeling like they they're wanting something like they're wanting of my energy like they're wanting something so I instantly just pull back and I've just pulled back from a lot of people um recently just because I know that I need my energy for me so the inner uh spiritual seasoning for the soul uh booklet it says here as if I didn't write it um you are going through a shift and environments you are used to may no longer feel comfortable continue to grow in truth and eventually your soul family will find you oh that is a word everything feels uncomfortable for me right now even in terms of business practices and collaborations like I said with corporations and things like that I just feel like this isn't for me because I will cast a motherfucker out I will do it I I shall do it so um yeah a a lot of things just aren't feeling comfortable for me anymore and I understand that it's because I'm growing in a way and realizing the things that I want and don't want and I don't mean to scare anyone but I really want you to brace yourself when I say this but I bought um, a vegan cookbook the other day because I know that I can't keep ignoring the message that I keep getting that I need to give up eating like any sort of flesh I keep getting this message and I'm just like what do you mean what do you god what do you mean you mean a rib I've got to give up ribs fucking hell fucking hell um so I'm taking my time because they can the ancestors can flog me as much as they want to I will take my time with that message okay so um but I know that I'm even coming to other we've come Walk to the end of the road. Can't eat. I wasn't eating toads anyway. I was going to say I can't eat no toads, but I don't eat toads. Um, But yeah, basically, um, I know that I'm coming to the end of my flesh eating journeys. Um, But don't worry, I won't be those kind of... Um, 
really annoying uh, racist vegans that want to shove it down your throat every five minutes and conflate um, animal cruelty to um, uh, slavery and them things there. I won't be doing that fuckery. And actually, a lot of our indigenous cultures were meat free or very, very consumed meat on a very, very low level. Initially, anyway, it was when you came with your barbaric act of that um and and hyper consumerism and all of those things that that actually changed so now that white middle class people have decided that oh i'm going to be vegan yeah you're always wanting to come and now reverse um the wrongs that you've done while beating everyone else over the head with it that's for you you focus on that leave everyone else the fuck alone um People recommended some other like um, vegan uh, things to try out and cookbooks to try out and stuff. But like I said, I'm just taking my time. But I know that that time, that journey for me is coming to an end. Don't know why. It's There's nothing like I'm not going to sit here and like be moralistic with you. I just know that it's a it's a message that I've received and I need to act on it. Like everybody else can keep doing what they're doing. You know me. I'm not I'm not that way inclined that I'll come and start bothering everybody with um, the things that I'm doing in my life. Um, so yeah, that's that for the tarot, I guess. I guess so. I hope it resonates with you. Um, my patrons on patreon.com forward slash collectiophor. Um, I've got some, um, readings to send out for those who are, who are in the Supreme tier. I've got your one-to-one, um, MP3 readings to send out and I will get to that. And also happy birthday for Sunday, Sam. Is it Sunday? Sam, let me just check. When's the 25th? Yes, Sunday. So happy birthday for Sunday, Sam. I don't want to do it the the Monday after the birthday, but happy birthday for Sunday, Sam. Um, Yeah, anyway, that's the tarot. Let's uh, get on and big up Skillshare who's sponsoring this episode. Like I said, big up Skillshare for sponsoring this week's episode of SYM. Um, I've been looking at the list recently of other courses that I might take because this guitar stuff is really taking me a while. Um, so I've been thinking that maybe you're on Skillshare. I'll try out Fun With Faces, create a stylized digital portrait. And that's taught by Charlie Clements. That looks interesting because so many people have... Um, Um, a few people rather, have made digital portraits of me and I love them and I'd love to try my hand at them. I'd probably be crap, but um, I just think that will be cool to do. Um, So yeah, I just think that I just want to try different things when I have a moment, when I catch my breath, you know, I'd like to try some other little bits. But yeah, basically Skillshare they they are absolute babes and they offer memberships that they feel like really has meaning um there's so much to explore with real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth skillshare has classes to fit your schedule and skill level Um, members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects and feedback from a community of millions most classes are under 60 minutes with short lessons to fit any schedule and Skillshare is also incredibly affordable especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops especially since we can't even be going out and meeting people anymore anyway really so you can't be mixing households and that so 
you know, it's great. You could get an annual um, annual subscription that works out to less than $10 a month. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a great thing to uh, be involved with. So explore your creativity at skillshare.com forward slash SYM. And the first 1000 people to use this link will get a free trial of Skillshare premium membership. So that's Skillshare, because you know, I always say skills share. So Skillshare share that's s-k-i-l-l-s-h-a-r-e dot com forward slash s-y-m and um yeah get yourself involved and you can receive free access to thousands of classes for a limited time be one of the first 1000 people to sign up at skillshare.com forward slash s-y-m and go and get your life like go and learn something new So this week on Share Your Magnificence, I've got a lovely letter from Tola. It says here, hey, Kalechi, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for this podcast. It's truly a blessing. A few months ago, I was listening to a tarot reading and I cried. It resonated so much. So thank you. You deserve all the blessings and good things in this life and the next. For Share Your Magnificence, I would like to nominate my younger brother. This boy continues to amaze me as he has made it his mission to call out people on their fuckeries. Pre-corona, he put together a petition to get a racist teacher removed from school which he got in trouble for because someone snitched um the other day he was telling me how a white girl in his class was wearing braids so he called her a culture vulture and an island girl um said white girl opened her mouth to say all lives matter and at least i'm not african he got a phone call home and was told that he has to be educated on racism he said and i quote why do i have to be educated on racism by a white person i said to our mum, period he was also telling me how there are people in his class who are purposely misgendering a trans person and he's been defending said trans person man really said he wants transphobes to choke oh i love that energy he's only 12 years old and as his older sister i am so proud of him i can sleep well at night knowing my mum didn't give birth to a useless goat (laughs) i am 21 and i didn't have this energy when i was his age he's extremely shy but that hasn't stopped him from telling people about themselves and their foolishness he's so protective of other people he's a pisces pisces through and through might i and might i add I pray that he carries his energy, uh, this energy throughout the rest of his life. Thank you for taking the time to read this. I appreciate it. P.S. The spiritual seasoning for the soul cards are so beautiful and helpful. Not only do I use them for myself, but I tell my friends to pick a number and that's always what they need. Oh, I love your energy, Tola. You're getting them involved as well. Yeah, I love it. Big up your brother. Big up your 12 year old brother. Pisces as well. Yeah. Sadiq is a Pisces. So they they share the same energy because that's the kind of way that Sadiq was behaving when he was in secondary school. I would have to go in as he's older adult um being nine years his senior i would go in with him to um his school uh parents evening and things like that and they'd always be like yeah you know he's um he's a lippy one but you know he's always said what needed to be said and i love that your brother has that same energy like Sadiq is honestly one like to me one of the best people in the absolute universe i love him greatly so 
and and one one of those things I love about him is the fact that he doesn't take shit. Like he doesn't he doesn't play any of that fuckery. So I'm I'm loving that your brother has the same energy. So keep going, baby boy. I appreciate that you exist, and I love this energy that you're bringing. I pray joy and peace and love and mercy and grace all over your life, and continue telling people about their absolute bumper holes, and keep living your best life. Good. <laughs> <laughs> two slaps on your chest, baby boy. And two slaps on your chest, Toller, for writing in. So, um, yeah, what's my next uh, letter? When I tell you this inbox is a mad thing, I was trying to, like, sit down um, the other night and go through it and, like, respond to bits that I wouldn't necessarily use on the show, but just to, like, let people that I've know that I've received their message. But the inbox actually gives me, makes me anxious because it's, it's a lot. It's an actual lot. Um, but I appreciate it. Please keep writing in. Please keep sharing your um, straws of the week. I'm seeing more and more straws of the week coming through because obviously this government is mad. So the next letter says here, dear Kalechi, first of all, I wanted to say thank you for your podcast existing as a straight to uh, the point yet hilarious take on the fuckery that continue, that occurs every single day. I'm a British Indian woman. I've uh, been spending most of my time listening, understanding, and now I'm trying to put the things I've learned into practice. But I'm not writing this for your approval, but just as an aside, I had a couple of reasons I wanted to email you. For your share, uh, for share your magnificence, I'd like to nominate Farida Abike Iyimide who um, um, I was supposed to send this a while ago, but I'm hoping better late than never. She was not just studying at um, university, but wrote a book on the side, then secured a million dollar book deal in the process. Is that not just a baby girl? I just wanted to share some black joy that I came across and I hope that she gets the support that she deserves. Yes, I saw that story about Farida and I'm and I'm super, super um really happy for her I think it's incredible we know that we would not get that energy in the UK for a black woman so I'm glad that America is at least bringing that energy through so big up yourself Farida for securing that deal because you what you motherfucking deserve and thank you for writing in um appreciate your letter I know that you go into um a straw a straw in there as well so yeah thank you um yeah, uh, that's is, are those all the things I chose for Shea Magnificence? I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, I guess that that's that for Share Your Magnificence. Let's just get into. I, I might as well do the next um, show sponsor then. So let's go and talk about We Are Wild. So last week I told you how amazing um, We Are Wild. The uh, deodorant is and I've basically come back to tell you the same thing um I know that with the no mixing of households and things like that people might think that oh well I'm not going to go to my friend's house or my booze house so I don't need to wear any deodorant but you still do because you can <laughs> apparently you can still go to other places like I mean you can still go to the restaurants you can still go to the pubs the gyms and all of that so you can still I guess essentially roll in groups of six so in those groups of six you still want to smell like a decent somebody so wild is a natural uh, deodorant company that focuses on performance sustainability and style utilizing the power of nature they've created an effective long-lasting deodorant that is free of um, aluminium and parabens um 
whilst also being cruelty free and vegan they've got the really nice um stylish uh, applicator that i was talking to you about last week it's just really nice and clean clean mine mine is coral car- uh, color and i really i just think it's so pretty that was the color that called to me um it's durable aluminium and um recycled plastic details to ensure that it lasts for years not months meanwhile their deodorant refills are 100 percent biodegradable recyclable and plastic free making it a world first design and raising the bar for sustainability so let's hope that all of the rest of these men follow um starting from 12 pounds and with refills available on a flexible subscription for just five pounds per refill wild offers five scintillating scents coconut dreams mint fresh rose blush bergamot rituals and orange zest there are also four case colors to choose from so you can truly customize your order so um yeah just go and enjoy yourself because uh it's a I, even when i got Sadiq to smell it last week he thought it was wonderful it just smells really really nice because i know that there are other deodorants that are like natural oh it's so natural it's so earthy fam i don't want to smell like the fucking ground i don't want to smell like soil yeah so um you want a deodorant that's natural but you don't end up smelling like soil so that's what um this provides you it's a sustainable design like i said and um you've got your customizable orders and um, it's eco-friendly with all natural ingredients so you can just really live your best life and it's made in the uk so yeah exclusive 20 percent off for your first wild deodorant purchase on their site uh, wearewild.com free shipping in the uk with 100 satisfaction guarantee so for you to get your 20 percent off at checkout remember to use the code straws as in suck your mother yeah remember to use the code straw uh, code straws at checkout so go wild today and get yourself this natural refillable deodorant that genuinely works you can order by going to wearewild.com that's w-e-a-r-e wild.com and you'll get 20% off your first order when you use the code straws at the checkout and yeah go and get your best life that's straws s-t-r-a-w-s i had to even think about how to spell straws then so we are wild.com forward slash straws and go and smell beautiful okay let's get on to so you mad so this week on so you mad my first so you mad is the fact that the government this fucking stupid government um have voted in the uk to um the mps have voted to lower food standards like they've literally voted to lower food standards so food um environmental standards food and animal and environmental standards they voted um let's see here um in favor to lower the food standards 332 mps voted in favor of that against 279 MPs voted um, against lowering food standards. So the 279 MPs who voted against lowering food standards, I appreciate you. May you, um, well, I don't know what other things that you've, um, other bills that you voted for, so I won't give you too many praises, but I just want to say that on this one, that your head is correct. All of those who voted to um, lower the food standards, fuck you, you fucking dickhead. So what? We should now be eating foods the way that your your food standards were were at one level and Tesco still managed to be giving people horse meat, still managed to get in horse meat. And there was that whole big scandal. And I don't even know if anybody resigned. I can't remember. So that's with your food standards at the, at the level that they are cur- that, at, that they're currently at. You want to lower that further? 
You want to lower that further so what supermarkets can continue to mix up horse meat with beef. That they can continue to um, inject fuckery into chickens and all sorts. The ghetto, the ghetto, the ghetto. And why this is disgusting is because when they lower these said food standards, it's not going to affect the food that these MPs are fucking eating because they're not eating the same things as us. That's why they can turn around and go, oh, I don't understand how someone can't survive on five pounds a week. Five pounds is enough to do shopping for a week. Meanwhile, they're not living off five pounds a week. They're not living living off five pounds a week. Their mistresses aren't living off five pounds a week, but we should live on five pounds a week for groceries. Man, fuck this bullshit. Stupidness. I saw that and I just had to share because we all should be aware that this is what's happening because even when you can um, can uh, compare US food to UK foods, there are certain things that are just not allowed in this country. All this um, um, high fructose corn syrup and all of those things that Americans pretty much put in every fucking thing. We don't really have that much of that over here. If, um, yeah, we don't have that much of it over here. But um, that means that eventually they will be able to do that. And I don't get it. This is the same government that loves to chat shit about obesity, obesity, as if that's um, um, a signifier of health in any way. But all right, cool. Talking about obesity, obesity, then you want to lower food standards. What do you think that's going to do to the health of people that you're so allegedly concerned about? Stupid fucking pricks. Absolute pricks. But I saw that and I was just like, no, I'm going to share that because it's absolutely, it's absolutely wild. Um... I don't really know what to make of um, what I'm seeing about certain rappers in America supporting Trump and all of these things. And you know what? You just got to let black men do what black men want to do, you know, because at this rate, I just don't understand what's happening anymore. But I saw this really interesting um, thread by Brittany Cooper um her at is at professor crunk on twitter and um she says here i am reminded that in the 19th century black women used sex strikes to make sure that brothers didn't vote against black interests which is to say there has always been this rogue black male element among us and sisters have always been on point anyway i've said enough today um And she goes on to say, by the way, this happened during the period when black men could vote after 1870 and black women couldn't. Some brothers wanted to vote um, them back. They wanted to vote them Democratic back then. But the GOP was the party of Lincoln. So black women treated the vote of their dudes as a family vote. When those dudes tried to vote with the enemy at the time, the Dems were um, who had fought to keep slavery uh, black women withheld sex as one tactic to make black men use the vote to benefit black people and then in terms of citation um, she provides um, african-american women and the vote 1837 to 1965 she provides a link on the play uh, page as well um i just think that it's so interesting how 
black women have always been on point. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Like, uh, let's just stop beating around the bush, yeah? We don't have time to beat around the bush. Black women, generally speaking, have always been on fucking point. Why? Because we've needed to be. Because at the bottom of everything that's happening is always us, yeah? It's always us. And if you're a non-black person listening to this thinking, oh, but I've struggled too. No, not in the same way. Not in the same way. Because on a systemic and institutional level, there are things that are put in place to support you so you don't have to suffer to this extent. So black women have always had to think of everybody else. How is it that you're you're having to withhold sex and you're having to do all of these things just to get people to vote as if they have some fucking sense? How? How? Meanwhile, how many white women, the percentage of white women in America that went and voted for Trump? How many? It's actually sad. It's actually, I've talked about it before, so I won't even go over it. Like how people, um, I want to say vote against their best interest, but maybe that is your interest to always have, you know, to be slapped in the face with the dick of, uh, of white supremacist patriarchy. Maybe you just enjoy that. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I really honestly don't get it. So to be able to see something like this and know that black women have been on it from, I've always known that anyway, but we're seeing something like in the 1800s, even then they were just like, do not go and vote like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Do not go and do that. And it makes me sad, but at the same time, it makes me proud to know that we're at least trying to use sense with a lot of these things. I don't like, Black women just need a vacation. We need a collective vacation because I know that I'm tired and I can't imagine um, how many other people, how many other black women are tired too. Uh, it's it's just a lot. It's just a hell of a lot. But um, yeah, I thought it was it was important to kind of share that because I don't know what the fuck Ice Cube is doing, what Kanye's doing, like um, all the rest of them men that want to go in and act like supporting Trump is, is, is banter. You're bantering with the lives of your fellow black women because they will be the ones who are affected the most by this and you and your fellow black men as well, the ones who are disproportionately incarcerated and overrepresented within the prison system. They are going to suffer from your banterful acts. Like what the fuck? It's mad. I heard that uh, P. Diddy wants to start his own political party, the Black Party. I don't know who is going to be joining that, but good luck to you. Um, This is somebody who the career of the people he has as who he manages as artists um it pretty much goes up in smoke. So I don't know for the uh, people who will be supporting him um and being his kind of whatever if you call it constituents or whatever i don't know who'll be voting for him but good luck to the rest of you man in it and then i saw this interesting post about willow smith and um jaden uh smith talking about how they were shunned by the black community and i don't know i feel like it made again it just made me feel a bit sad just made me feel a bit sad to read it it says here willow smith spoke candidly on a recent episode of red table talk saying that her and her brother's unique sense of self-expression cost them their place in the black community um with the african-american community i kind of felt like me and Jaden were shunned a little bit willow said uh, when it comes to expressing themselves the brother and sister duo live life on their own terms and as a result willow believes the black community felt they were too different to be accepted we're not going to take pride in them because they're too different they're too weird the 19 year old said while sitting at her mother jada pinkett smith's facebook series um 
Red Table Talk alongside her grandmother. Um, Willow admitted she even felt outcasted by family members who didn't connect with her or her brother because they didn't fit the typical image. The Whip My Hair singers of comments followed her mother's admission that she was mom shamed by the same community due to how she chose to parent her children. Um, there was a firestorm, Jada recorded, as she spoke on her personal experience, specifically when Willow shaved her head at the age of 11 in 2012. But it didn't stop there. In fact, the mother of two says it got, it got worse when her son Jaden stepped outside gender norms by wearing clothes made for women like dresses and high heels. When he was wearing a skirt, then um, he isn't what people consider your typical black man. Um, Jada added but it doesn't look like Jada has any regrets on her parenting skills she believes the black community is doing itself a disservice by creating stereotypes that uh, place limits on self-expression and suggest parents that should allow their kids to freely express themselves and um, you know I totally agree with that I totally agree with the fact that the we see it happening all of the time. Anyone that isn't fitting into kind of like the narrative of what it means to be black, instantly everyone, you know, feels some type of way about it. Blackness is not a monolith. Like people can express themselves the way that they want to express themselves. And I've always kind of admired how Jaden and Willow kind of are so carefree. Um, obviously, I understand that that comes with some, um, that comes with quite a lot of privilege in terms of what they have as a lifestyle and what their parents have achieved. But I would love that for more of us. I would love for us to be able to express ourselves in um, a number of ways without feeling confined to, oh, if I do this, um, I won't be black enough because that actually is just some absolute bullshit, you know? Um, and I just kind of feel, I feel a particular type of way for them. But then I just wonder again, like how many how many black people were they really, were they able to see living in the communities that they kind of live in? Because I think that that's another thing as well in terms of socioeconomically, like they're at, they're on a different level completely. So who are they mixing with? Because part of maybe the critique is also the fact that they're in a completely different like lifestyle kind of living altogether. But yeah, no, it does make me it does make me feel sad for them because I just feel like children and young people, everyone should just be able to express themselves as they see fit. They're not hurting anybody like they have. A, a, I feel like Willow, especially from what I've seen of her, has more of a sense of understanding of herself than I've seen from a lot of people who are even my age. And as well, and I look at Jaden every time I kind of see Jaden, he's just doing some next thing. I saw that he was doing some kind of water initiative before and he's been doing other things around that. They just seem to kind of be in their own zone and they literally aren't uh, like hurting anybody. They're just trying to give back and do things in the best way that they know how. And I really, really, I really enjoy it. And I want more of that for all of us, really. I want, I want more of that space, more of that peace to explore without being shunned. So yeah, that's that for, um, so you mad. Let's get into straw of the week, AKA suck your mom. This week for um, Straw of the Week, a.k.a. Um, suck Your Mum, I've got a range of letters and I'm just going to read them out. Like I'm letting you lot hand out the straws because you, you've you really come with the fire. You really come with the flames. And also it means that I can start slowly, slowly working my way through this inbox. So this first letter 
says, hi, Kalechi. I'm a huge fan of you and your podcast. I love how you unapologetically say your mind, lol, and take no prisoners. I'm not sure if you'll read this email or if it will make an appearance on the podcast, but here goes. I'm from Kenya, a country that honestly could serve as an inspiration for all the shenaniganery that's happening in a lot of first world countries, cough, cough, America. Anywho, There are lots of people I'd love to give a straw to, but this particular week, I request the largest of straws for our education um, cabinet secretary, Mr. Magoha. Um, His real title is Dr. Magoha, but until he starts using the same brain that studied for that PhD to make education policies in my country, Mr. Magoha, he shall remain. This gentleman had the bright idea to reopen schools in the country, just as the second wave, or at least what we think is the second wave of Ms. Rona is starting up. Admittedly, only students in grade four Standard eight and form four are to report back to school. Standard eight and form four students are sort of equivalent to O-level and A-level students. Basically, they have this major national standardised exam to do at the end of their academic year. Very important to the rest of their academic trajectory. Now, you would think that because only certain students are reporting to school, it shouldn't be a major problem, right? Allow me to take you through it. The announcement that schools would open on Monday, that's the 12th of October, was made on Tuesday, 6th of October, literally giving parents only five days to prepare their children to go back to school five the fingers on your hand five but that's not all no during the past seven months that schools were closed no measures were put in place to make sure that all schools have running water remember you need to wash your hands a bajillion times a day or i have extra classrooms and dormitories so that social distancing can actually work Instead, all of the money that the government received to do these things, yes, received like grants and donations from other governments and money lending bodies, ended up in a select few people's uh, pockets. It was a whole scandal. It even had its own hashtag, hashtag COVID millionaires. So now parents have um, also have to foot the bill for these things on top of regular school fees and things like face masks. Mr. Magoha even admitted on Thursday, 8th of October, that many schools will have difficulty in meeting the Ministry of Education directives on school management to mitigate the spread of the Rona. It makes me so mad, especially because there are a lot of immunocompromised kids who would who could very well die if they can track the Rona. So to Mr. Magoha and the Kenyan Ministry of Education, suck your mum, suck your mum's mum, suck your grandmum's mum, suck all of the way to your ancestors. You don't deserve the mandate you've been given. You're horribly irresponsible and callous to boot. I hope the rest of your days are filled with the discomfort of mosquitoes buzzing around your head, but not biting you, just making noise since you insist on subjecting children and parents everywhere to unnecessary stress and anxiety. Thanks for reading my email, Kalechi. I hope you have a glorious and fabulous week and you and yours stay safe healthy and happy you're sincerely a baby girl trying not to plot a political assassination (laughs) thank you oh wow thank you for that that was amazing i love that oh the way that you write oh i love it you maybe if i ever need like script writers for the podcast and i'm gonna holler um okay next letter Hi, Kalechi. I hope you're good. Thank you very much for the spiritual seasonings card. They are a blessing. My first ever deck of cards. Woo! Give me a name, though. Got to keep my name anonymous. I want to know. I want to know your name. Why you got to be a nun? I will always do that. I am so sorry. Um, anyway, 
I read an article that said that Dominic Cummings has had his £30,000 council tax written off for one of his properties in Durham. Where to even begin? This is the perfect example of white male privilege at its ultimate. At the cost of other people's lives, people working four or five jobs are summoned by the courts when they cannot clear £300 council tax bills. And Dominic, who I'm sure is quite up there in terms of wealth, has his council debt written off. Why? What is so special about him that other British citizens do not have? Local authorities are cutting budgets which deliver life-changing services. I'm a social worker, by the way, and a pretty good one. We have the likes of Dominic delving into the funds meant for other people in grave need. I don't know um, why. I mean, I know, obviously, racism, hello. White British people cannot see that this government thrives on dividing us, working class, based on race, migrants' issues, to divert the fuckery that they're doing every single day misusing government funds which are meant to save lives this government and dominic he really is not part of the government do not care they have been showing us this repeatedly throughout the pandemic now chlorinated chicken is making its way to england do you think um, dominic and mandem and the man then will be buying that? No, it's you and me. I just want the local authority boss that wrote off Dominic's debt to go and suck their mother dry. Also, Dominic, I want you to get the biggest and widest straws and suck your mom. Whew, I feel better. Rant over. Thanks, Kalechi. My pleasure. I mean, this is what this platform is for. I need you all to fling out your straws in whichever way you see fit. I am just here to... um you know, to bring that message forth. Um, what have we got here? Um, I saw that um, something about Macron um, saying that the uh, teacher who was beheaded in France um, was died because he was teaching freedom of expression. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to get my head around all of that that's happened that's happened in France. But all I can say is like, you man keep disrespecting Muslims. You man keep disrespecting Muslims. Like, why do children need to be shown uh, cartoons of Muhammad, um, you know, peace be on to him? Like, why are they being shown images that disrespect and defile uh, Muhammad? Like, why, why, um, Prophet Muhammad, why, why do they need to be shown that? Like, you can't keep disrespecting people something that they hold so dear, like their religion and think that you're not going to get a clap back on that. Like, I don't condone this, what happened at all. But what I'm saying is that I don't understand how people think it's all well and good, mainly white people to go around disrespecting other people's um, religions and cultures and, and that thinking that can just run. You're going to get clarted at some point. So you, either you start respecting or you're going to find more instances of these things happening. Um, I don't know what to tell you on that. I really, really don't. But we should just, you know, find a way to be respecting each other. That's all I can really say on the matter. Um, and let's see this letter here. This was... Um quite a roller coaster one i'd say says here hello kelechi i really hope you read this if you do read this um please say my full name i want them to know who i am Woo! energy energy i am amanda abina ajay I hope today is a good day for you and there is some sun about in the uk i'm writing to you because you're comments in your podcast this week whilst reading the tarot had me stop myself in my bicycle tracks mouth 
open. Let me explain. I've written to you before and explained that I'm from London, but I've been living in Italy for many years. I've been listening to you for at least two years now. And in moments of cultural and racial isolation, I found solace and strength in your words to pick myself up, go to work and advocate on behalf of the student body I work for. My issue is now And my issue is now is I must advocate for myself. I work at New York University on their Florence campus in Italy. By the time, though, by the time you read this, my resignation will almost be final. The place is stunning with acres upon acres of beautiful green landscape, olive trees and palatial villas. Their perennial problem, the dirty open secret is the beauty is but surface deep. They have an insidious and entirely normalised culture of racism, bullying and silencing. Weathered and at the end of my tether, I needed to restore some semblance of peace in my life. After going back and forth for months, wallowing in depressive episodes and losing my hair, I finally decided I have to leave my position after just over two years. It was funny how it happened. I was in a Zoom office meeting as the only black face in the midst of a group of white faces who had been instrumental in my emotional and physical downfall, joking and talking about some work issue that could have been an email. Then a wave of clarity washed over me. I thought as clear as day entered, um, I thought as a thought as clear as day entered my mind saying, I do not have to be here. I sent an email to HR (laughs) asking for uh, what the notice period was. And just like that, I had begun my, uh, to put my freedom in motion Working for New York University Florence to begin um, um, is akin to being in an abusive relationship of which I experienced. Imagine you are enamoured with the place, you feel needed, have a job working with students, which is fulfilling, have some workplace stability, the air around you is electric with new ideas, bright-eyed students every semester, all of us having and expecting an, an exciting yet challenging experience. Growth was always the intention. Then, before you know it, the badgering is commonplace. You are isolated, jumpy, afraid to speak for fear of being shot down and told what you are saying is untrue. Over time, you quietly, you start quietly planning your exit. The first year of bullying was awful, but I focused on my new job, my role to students, and I believe for all intents and purposes, I was pretty good at it. As God would have it, there were some uh, staff on campus that truly brightened my days there with friendliness and sometimes making me laugh until I keeled over. They were my protection. Little by little, though, as I continued to use my voice to point out staff race, uh, the staff's racist actions, white bias and outright bullying, I started feel, uh, to feel my white colleagues and their accomplices lock me into silence until I slowly began to feel my throat tightening from the toxicity of it all. It is a well-oiled machine that can strangle you quietly. I did not listen when friends I would confide in told me to leave. I think I was grateful in a way, but also I did not want the bullies to win. I got myself a permanent contract. I cried when I signed it, cried when I celebrated it and cried when I got home with it in my hands. It represented a recognition of all the suffering I'd gone through to get to that moment. There was happy, but in reality, it was a ball and chain to their perpetual and ever intensifying dirty secret, all under the progressively cool banner that is New York University. The toxins came through when white students openly stated that they were afraid of men of colour and senior staff saying nothing. It filters through when reporting colleague uh, incidents of bullying and racism towards me that are quickly dismissed as just immaturity. It sits in the air when I report students telling me of how pervasive the use of the N-word is on campus by white students, only for my boss to say, maybe they don't know what they're saying. 
it suffocates me when I'm being told by senior staff that things did not happen in incidents for which either we were both present or they were not. It comes from favouring whatever the white side of the story is when it comes to my complaint about their inappropriate behaviour towards me. It comes from being excluded from projects because the fragility of a white, fully grown adult colleague doesn't want to work with me, though she and her gang are the aggressors. It seeps in when hearing weird fetishising comments about black men in front of students and staff is commonplace. It comes from going to the police because the aggressor colleague's boyfriend is harassing you via text and calls. It comes from being ganged up on by your office mates with no boss who cares enough to stop their behaviour because they do the same. And why all of this? One, because there is a cult-like reverence for NYU Florence. Two, some staff make it clear that in their eyes, you are nobody and have no one. And most importantly, three, a fish rots from the head down. Humiliation in the office is par for the course. One of the... um, these occasions during a meeting where I was being explained uh, my timesheet like an idiot child with props and everything, I put my head down and began to cry. I tried desperately to be discreet as much as one possibly could in a room full of my colleagues. I looked up for a moment with tears in my eyes and caught my manager's eye. They were smirking. In that moment, I understood just how sadistic the bullying and racist culture is at that place. Speaking about their experience working at NYU Florence in the inclusion and diversity, belonging and equity meeting, a bright and observant student once said, Um, something to me that stuck just because NYU parades black and brown bodies around in their advertising does not mean that students will comply that student was right then and is still right now though I would go further if the problems are endemic to the institution there is no reason why the students should comply we all know who gets away with these things in the end the racist and bullying behavior of students is merely a reflection of the values the university practices internally their dirty little secret is scratched it's a scratch just beneath the surface a tiny bit and you'll find where all of their racist bullying bodies are buried i'm not the first person to have these complaints and i will not be the last their reputation is a joke sad dangerous and debilitating joke i honestly do not know how i got out alive so please collect ye, do me this honor of handing all the straws to the institution thank you amanda nyu florence you can go suck your mothers you racist bullying pricks you can all go suck your mothers that's the thing that gets me the most specifically about italians yeah because i had this similar experience when i was in um, morocco and it was an italian woman that was saying to me oh maybe the people just didn't know what they were saying oh no maybe you're taking it the wrong way what the fuck is wrong with you i've told you that something's happened and you're telling me oh i've taken it the wrong way or maybe i don't understand what because i'm a mumu i don't i don't know what's been said in front of me i'm an idiot i'm a dickhead i'm a mug nah NYU can go suck out because reading Amanda, Amanda, reading your experiences just made me think of the fact that so many black women experience that all around the world, all around the world. They they get to that point where they do end up crying, crying in front of people, crying in front of their colleagues. And they're not met with any sort of empathy or sympathy. Not at all, because black women aren't expected to cry. That's for white women to wheel out every time that they feel threatened or every time they called out on something, they start bawling. But black women are not afforded that luxury of being able to cry and to be shown tenderness and softness when they do cry, because we are 
unfeeling. We are the strong black woman. We are the angry black woman. Well, I say today, fuck all of you lot. All of you can go suck your mothers. We'll cry if we want to. Yeah. This is also our party. This has always been our party and we'll cry if we want to, but I prefer not to cry. I'd prefer to feel joy. That's what we would prefer to feel. Not work in spaces where we are only there wanting to be there to impact positive change, only to find that what we're being met with is resistance and bullying and isolation. So yeah, NYU Florence, go suck your mother's, forget your beautiful landscapes. You can shove your beautiful landscapes up your ass. That's what you can do with it. But anyway, that's that for this week's episode of SYM. I have been Kalechi Okafor, a baby girl. Thank you to We Are Wild and Skillshare for sponsoring the episode. You know that you can follow me on at Kalechi Nakoff or at Say Your Mind Pod. You can support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. And yeah, that's it. This has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman, it's baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Help sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sipping yo. Hard time scrolling for your long trots. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.